WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC News. Your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Tuesday, January 16th. Here's the midday news from Michael Hill. The suspect in the infamous Gilgo Beach serial murders now has been charged with killing a fourth woman. Authorities say a grand jury has indicted Rex Hewerman for the killing of Maureen Brainerd Barnes. Prosecutors say a hair found with Brainerd Barnes' body is genetically similar to a DNA sample from Hewerman's wife. Brainerd Barnes was 25 when she went missing in 2007. This past summer, Hewerman was arrested and charged with killing three other women. He pleaded not guilty and has been held without bail. Governor Kathy Hochul wants New York State to contribute more than $2 billion to help cover the cost of caring for recent migrant arrivals. The governor introduced her $233 billion spending plan at the state capitol this morning in Albany. She says this spending benefits migrants and more. We also know that companies won't do business in New York if there are thousands of people sleeping on the streets where the quality of life is dramatically impacted because the city is forced to cut essential services. Mayor Adams has been asking for more state and federal assistance to help the migrants. Governor Hochul also says because tax forecasts came in higher than expected, the state is able to close a budget gap. New York City's no-snow streak ends at 701 days. The National Weather Service says snow levels in Central Park topped an inch this morning at 7 o'clock. Right now, snow, freezing rain, a high of 31, but the real feel right now is 22. Tonight, a low of 20, but the real feel down to 10, and then sunny tomorrow in 26. Stay close. There's more after the break. When you see actor Danielle Brooks on the red carpet at the Oscars, she will be in full glamour and in grief. I've been with Sophia for so long, and I just know, like, after the Oscars, that chapter is really done, and that saddens me. I'm Kai Wright, a star of The Color Purple, honors the role that shaped her career. Next time on Notes from America. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This month marks 10 years of New York City's Vision Zero policy. Former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announced his intention to implement the policy back in 2014 after city traffic killed some 299 people a year before. The initiative lowered New York City's default speed limit from 30 to 25 miles an hour, increased enforcement and redesigned intersections and streets to better protect pedestrians, cyclists, and those in vehicles. Yet over the last few years, the number of traffic deaths has not seen a major decline. In fact, 
The number of deaths never dropped below 200 in a year. All this week on NYC Now, we'll be hearing stories about how the policy affects your everyday life. Joining us now in the studio to reflect on this last decade is former Mayor Bill de Blasio. Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for joining us. Good to be with you, Michael, and thank you for talking about this really important topic. First, I'm curious how this came to be such a major part of your two terms. A lot of voters drive, so making a change that, among other things, lowered the speed limit on many streets in the city must have felt like a gamble. Why take that political risk? The reality was that the number of people dying on our streets was almost as high as the number of people we lost to murder. I always use the example of Queens Boulevard, that we all got used to the name Boulevard of Death. Like, that was Mm -hmm. the the tabloid headline. It kind of dawned on me that that was a profoundly unacceptable way to think, that it was not just we were dealing with um, the organic challenges of a big crowded city, but there was something else wrong. We were becoming used to the idea we were going to lose a certain number of people And the Vision Zero mindset, the the worldview of Vision Zero is it doesn't have to be that way. Mr. Mayor, everywhere we turn to in the city, we see e-bikes and other micro-mobility devices. You signed a law in 2018 clearing away for more pedal-assist bikes. Do you think streets are designed to accommodate the amount of e-bikes and mopeds that are out there now? No, I, I think it's a real challenge. I signed that law because it was necessary to recognize that the reality on the ground had changed. And Albany also acted, I think, a little quickly to start to legalize the different forms of micromobility before we had ideal regulation and safety rules in place. So we were playing catch up, honestly, as a city and trying to reckon with a new reality. I've heard over the years, especially from seniors, how vulnerable they feel. So I I think it's important to sort of say, okay, we need micromobility, but it's a real different ballgame than what we were dealing with city bikes. It's a much more complex reality, and I do think we need tighter safety rules. These last 10 years, as I said in the introduction, we never got below 200 deaths from traffic per year. What do you think it's going to take to make this city get traffic deaths down in a major way? We were on that path before the pandemic, so I do think it's important to recognize how disruptive the pandemic was. I mean, you can see a really clear parallel in terms of traffic safety and in terms of gun violence. Both of them were going down consistently. So I absolutely believe we can get under 200 and keep going. I think it's going to take more and better mass transit. I think we've seen some improvement in the subways lately in terms of reliability. I think it's going to take continuing to innovate with uh, bus service, making it faster, things like select bus service and busways. I think there's a lot of room for ferry expansion with NYC Ferry. And then there are people who violate the law regularly with their cars. And I'd like to see just a real tightening up of the laws to make consequences much clearer to those who drive recklessly and endanger other people's lives. Mr. Mayor, street safety advocates credit you with launching Vision Zero, but you also faced criticism during your time in office for what some would say was moving too slowly on key elements of the program, such as in the summer of 2019, it took a surge of cyclist deaths before you launched a major plan to expand the city's network of bike lanes. What would you have done differently with this program? I think it's always fair to say, can you go faster? 
we had a massive expansion of bike lanes in my time in office. I think advocates rightfully said, you know, can you do more? Can you go faster? We worked closely with the city council on it. We did find a way to do that. But I don't think in the end there was anything but massive commitment. We put a huge amount of resources into it. It was not just Department of Transportation. It was NYPD. It was TLC, um, Taxing Limousine Commission. It was really a government-wide effort. I'm curious, last question here. What impact do you hope congestion pricing will have on Vision Zero and or making the streets safer with perhaps fewer vehicles? I understand why some people are concerned about uh, congestion pricing or uncomfortable with it. I think over the years, it became clearer to me that unless we had some really reliable funding source for the subways, uh, we were going to be in terrible shape for the future. And nothing is more about working people than the subway system. And that's crucial to Vision Zero. But the second point is just fewer cars. Um, you know, we certainly, uh, as to the best of my understanding, saw this with London, and it, it just stands to reason. Uh, when the prices go up, a certain number of people are not going to use their car. So it's not the easiest policy, but I think it is a policy that will benefit us and make us safer in many ways. I've been speaking with former Mayor Bill de Blasio. Mr. Mayor, pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael. It's been 10 years since former Mayor Bill de Blasio announced Vision Zero, setting a goal of no traffic deaths in New York City. One of our producers and I recently asked New Yorkers their thoughts on traffic while standing along one of Brooklyn's busiest roads. To understand the promise and failure of Vision Zero, look no further than Atlantic Avenue. To watch this area on a Friday afternoon in December and to describe it as bustling, I would say you really don't do it any justice. A lot of retail here, a lot of traffic, a lot of foot traffic and vehicle traffic and just so many people crossing paths here. One of the first things I'm also noticing is not a lot of green space too. I mean, this is very much for cars. Yeah, as wide as the streets are, I would say it is. Atlantic Avenue is a six-lane road stretching from the East River to Jamaica, Queens. It's Brooklyn's only east-west truck route, and it's been notoriously dangerous for years. On a recent visit to Atlantic, producer Amanda Rosson and I spoke to residents who cross it regularly. They had a long list of concerns. Brooklyn resident Sanam Skelly. I call Atlantic Ave a highway. It terrifies me. I'm constantly watching my back whenever I cross the street to make sure some car isn't flying out of nowhere on a turn. Brooklynite Katie Mark. I have a six-year-old. We walk home to and from school every single day, and it's like a pretty scary place. Cyclist Anna Bold. Being on a regular bike with uh, delivery drivers going on um, electronic bikes feels like a bit of a fight sometimes. When then-Mayor Bill de Blasio launched Vision Zero in 2014, traffic killed seven people on Atlantic Avenue. Ten years later, not much has changed. Traffic killed six people on the avenue last year. Most of the people we spoke to say they've either witnessed a car hitting someone or a car has hit them. Katie Mark says her six-year-old daughter had a close call walking home from school with her father. She actually got clipped by a motorcycle a few months ago with her dad. They were okay, but he got knocked over, and it's, it's just, like, really scary. Ninth grader Anaya John says a driver clipped her a few months ago near the intersection with Flatbush Avenue. 
the lady thought that she could still go so she just started driving the car had rolled over my foot as Salam Skelly describes her fear whenever her elderly mother crosses Atlantic, a driver speeds around the corner. Two women pushing strollers had just crossed that intersection. Speak of the devil. The guy did not slow down at all, feet away from them. I mean, that was too close for comfort for me. And that happens constantly. The speed limit here is 25 miles an hour, like most city roads. The city transportation department has added enforcement cameras along Atlantic, snapping photos of drivers running red lights or speeding. The department says data show the cameras do change driver behavior, but state law limits the number of red light cameras to just 150 intersections across the city. Skelly says they don't make any difference. Nobody acknowledges that red light. If they think no one's around, they, they just go through the red light. There are signs of change on the horizon. Local council member Crystal Hudson is pushing for a rezoning that would transform the street. That was one of the big priorities as part of this rezoning plan was to make sure that we had tangible improvements for the Atlantic Avenue corridor that, that runs through my district. Hudson's Atlantic Avenue mixed-use plan reimagines the car-centric industrial corridor. It would narrow the car lanes to allow for wider sidewalks, introduce a protected bike lane along a nearby road, and add speed cameras at key intersections. It would also bring more affordable housing, jobs, and parks. You know, I'm sure if it was a little bit more appealing and felt safer and had shorter crossing times, then more people would commute between the neighborhoods than they do currently. But nothing will happen quickly. The proposed rezoning still has to go through a lengthy public review process, which typically takes at least two years. For many Brooklynites who rely on Atlantic Avenue, the changes can't come soon enough. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. Also, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.